0: Ever wanted a career in football? From TV deals to player transfers, football is now a global multi-billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, the Masters of Football Business is delivered by experts from Australia and around the world. Learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic MCG. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport/fnr. gis.sport/fnr.
1: Western United, can they find something here? Big
2: chance, Barissa! He's done it again, and it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Did of the game, Sanchez, Western United do claim the three points, and Diamante again, oh he's done it, twice, he's chipped the keeper.
0: Presented by Simmons. it's the Green Room, on FNR, Football Nation Radio. We're back. The Green Room, the official Western United club show coming to you live on FNR Football Nation Radio and proudly presented, as always, by Simmons Holmes, the great Australian builder. I'm Josh Parrish. I've got Nick Hughes here me, with me this week. Nick, uh, what a game it was last night. Fantastic entertainment. Maybe a disappointing result as Western United are concerned, but we saw some young players come to the fore.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think excitement is uh, the word for it. Yeah. Um... Whether or not it was uh, excitement that we necessarily uh, would have liked uh, <laughs> is another question, but uh, it was excitement nonetheless. Uh, plenty of late goals, a bit of late drama, uh, and, and like you said, some some of the young guys getting a shot and uh, and really making good on that chance as well and, uh, and having a good impact.
0: 2-2 the final score up against uh, MacArthur at Campbelltown Stadium. Nick Milanovic scoring his first ever goal for the club after coming through the youth ranks. Jerry Skatartis will be chatting to today as well, those two boys. Jerry and Milo are going to be joining us a little bit later. It was a well-taken goal.
3: It was. It was lovely, and it was a fantastic build-up as well. Uh, I think it started uh, all the way with Tamaki at, uh, at right-back. Um, a lovely little counter-attack, a couple of one-touch exchanges. and think, you know, Wenzel Halls was involved, Milanovic was involved in the build-up, and Skatardis as well, uh, working together. Obviously, we know... Um, the the good mates that they are, and uh, and a lovely uh, final ball from Ben Garuccio arriving arriving uh, down the left hand side, and um, as as we've become accustomed to seeing from Nick Milanovic in his uh, his MPL days, he knows where to be in the box mm. to to find a goal, and and it's a an expert little finish, just sticking out a toe and and poking it in, and uh, he was he was obviously rapt uh, after it as well.
0: Well, we're going to hear from him and Jerry a little bit later. Those two have formed a great bond, a great friendship. Have They've moved in together. They've got a good rivalry going on FIFA as well. Yeah, so absolutely. keen to ask them about that. But uh, always great to see the young players come up and perform on the big stage when they get their opportunity. Uh, we're also going to be talking to Chris Pelivanis, uh, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what's happening in Tasmania at the moment, Nick.
3: Yeah, uh, a big, uh, I guess it's not a big announcement because everyone knows that we're heading back to Tassie this year, but... Uh, the launch today of uh, the Macca's Festival of Football. Uh, so plenty of uh, media opportunity down in Launceston, um, unveiling the, mm. the event that's coming pretty fast. It's just over two months away uh, in the, the middle of April. Two big games uh, against Perth and MacArthur uh, down at UTAS Stadium. Cold United will be there uh, again as well and plenty of... Uh, plenty more action from Football Tasmania and MPL teams down in Tasmania as well. Family fun events and um, you know open training sessions and, and everything that we uh, that we love about the game, getting getting people involved down in Tassie, which is uh, is fantastic.
0: Well, we ourselves were down there last year uh, with FNR, just uh, having a look at what Western United are doing in the community in Tasmania. And I think the club's honesty here is refreshing as well because they're not trying to come in and say, we are Tasmania's team. Yeah. You know, Tasmania should have its own team and they will one day. They will have an A-League team. You uh, have to believe in that, in the expansion of our game. But in the meantime, you know, while the stadium is being built, while there's the travelling roadshow going on, if you want to come down and, and support this team um, and bring some qual- high-quality football to your doorstep, then you know, please be our guest.
3: Exactly right, and and that has been the message that yeah, um, yeah, we're we're not taking over Tassie or we're not becoming Tassie, but we're we're giving them that little taste and mm. and hopefully, um, I mean, obviously, hopefully, um, some fans in Tassie do come on board with with Western United, but. Um, even more so of a, a a vision or a goal is that hopefully, you know, this uh, obviously being there last year, coming back mm. this year, not sure if we'll go, if we'll, we'll be there next year, but hopefully that all you know, can continue that push for, as you said, a, a deserved uh, team down in Tasmania.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe some pathways for, for young footballers as well. who don't have an A-league team to aspire to in their home state, we're going to take a really quick break here because Chris Pallivanis, the CEO of Western United, is waiting for us on the other side. So don't go anywhere here on The Green Room, presented by Simmons Homes.
1: Western United, can they find something here? Big
2: chance for Russia. He's done it again. And it's a goal. Unbelievable. What about this? Dylan Perez. And Diamanti again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped the keeper!
0: Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio. Well, we're delighted to have a chance to speak to the CEO of Western United. He comes to us live now. Josh Parrish and Nick Hughes with you here on the Green Room, presented by Simmons Homes. And Chris Pelavanis is on the line. Good evening to you, Chris.
2: And, uh, well, uh, hopefully it's all the listeners and uh, just en route to watch the Western Sydney Wanderers with our coaching staff.
0: Doing a bit of opposition scouting, are we, before the match on Saturday?
2: Well, not me, but the other boys are, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <tried. laughs>
0: you don't pass on any uh, tips and hints if you pick up on some, <laughs> some uh, tactical tweaks that, uh, that Rude's has got them doing during the game?
2: Nah, no, nah, I'll stay in my lane. I'll stay in my lane. Let the guy <laughs>
0: Leave it to the professionals. That's what we like That's to see.
2: It. That's
0: it. That's it. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting game coming up, uh, coming up against Western United's former head coach. And, uh, I mean, we're going to talk to the boys, uh, Nick and, and Jerry, about this later, but uh, there's a lot of familiarity on both sides. You know how he coaches. He knows a lot of your players and how you play. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a battle of the intel, won't it?
2: Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's an interesting one for us. I mean, um, Again, it's like three points on offer and it's important for us you know, in this part of the season um, to solidify the good start we've made. And so um, it's an important game. And, yeah, I mean, the boys, you know, a bit of a road trip and short turnaround, so um, I'm sure they'll get up. And, um, yeah, I think he does know a lot of our players, but we also have a lot of new familiar, new faces in the squad that he won't be familiar with. And, um, you know, I'm sure our guys will put on a good, good outing, like they always do.
0: What did you make of the game against Macarthur uh, last night? Uh, Milanovic, Theoharis, Kattaris, all coming into the starting lineup and, and performing pretty well with the with the big boys.
2: Yeah, I mean Dylan Windsor Hall's Dylan as well, and Price. I mean, I think I think um, if I sit back and have a look at it, I see. I couldn't be more happy that you know the whole squad that's done a hard preseason, you know, been there for the senior guys. And being able to make a solid contribution, I think as CEO, you couldn't be more happy that everyone's had a contribution and um, couldn't be more rapt for the kids. We're a little bit unlucky at the final result. And, you know, um, I'm sure we'll learn from it and we'll grow from it. But it would have been good to get the win. But, you know, uh, you know, if you asked me if we'd get a point before the game, I probably would have said, where do we sign and let's move on. But um, it's, it's an amazing group we're creating. And as you can see, some of these younger... Kids are going to give us solid contribution as you know as the season goes on because we're going to need everybody. Obviously,
3: you're you're up there over the border um, with the team, and you're up there as well uh, in Wollongong for the last uh, away trip. After that sort of string of, of Melbourne games that we had, getting a, a bit of familiarity. Obviously, a couple in Geelong and a, a few at Amy Park uh, as well. How's the the atmosphere been on uh, on those away trips? You know, do we we sort of feel that? we're getting that team bonding and um, you know, things are, are continuing to, to grow within the group.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the coaches and the, and the senior playing group and the, you know, the leadership of the and resident, um, the culture that got, we've created this year has been amazing. It's been a massive step from, you know, last season um, where we were and where we are now. Um, and, and as a result of all the hard work and the, and the culture we're creating, I think the results are also starting to show. So, um, it's something that, that takes hard work. And if you do the hard work, the results start, will fall our way. So, um, you know, John and his team and, and, you know, the guys, as I said, should be commended. And um, you know, as I come on these trips, I sit back and just admire and, and observe the hard work we're doing. And I know we're in a really good place. And I know that, um, you know, the green and black family is going to have a, a lot to celebrate this season.
3: And uh, a big uh, announcement sort of off the pitch, if you like, today as well. Um, the, the official launch of the Maccas uh, Festival of Football, something that's obviously really uh, important for the club. Um, you know, take us through what's going to be on offer th- this year and, and how exciting it is for the club to, to return to Tassie.
2: Yeah, Tassie's super important. You know, Last year we went there and we set some foundations. And this year it's important we go another step. Um, you know, we really want to engage with the local community there and the football community there. And, you know, we've got the family festival there and we're going to do a lot of activations. And not only that, we'll also have, you know, two two senior A-League men's games there along with um, some other curtain raises, which will include some elite women's football as well. So um, we're really excited what Tasmania's got to offer for us. Um, we love going there and, you know, Um, We want to create a fortress there. Last year, we walked away with four points um, in our two games there. And we we believe that, you know, again, we can use that as a real big competitive advantage, A, to grow um, the club off the field, but on the field also to use it as a big competitive advantage. So just encouraging all our Tasmanian family and friends to join us on that trip. And um, hopefully a lot of people also venture, venture down from Melbourne. So it's going to be an exciting weekend over the Easter break and i'm looking forward to getting there as soon as possible
0: aside from what the club can get out of it uh, what do you think tasmania and, and tasmanian football fans can get out of you know western united coming and playing on their doorstep and running events like this
2: yeah that's a good question so we're working hand in hand with um, football tasmania um to create some longer-term um, uh, benefits for the for the for the state and and for the region so we're working with them, you know, to create some capabilities off the field to, you know, when they do get an A-League team. So they've got, um, they're aware of, you know, the resources and the requirements required to, you know, put on, you know, an A-League men's and women's program. Um, we're working with them to also create elite development pathways for their kids to, you know, have an opportunity to play at the elite level until they get an A-League team. So, um, and also, you know, the ability to interact with the current day stars. So, Um, There's a lot of interactions at the moment, but it's something that's going to continue to grow. And we're working hand-in-hand with Football Tasmania and the Tasmanian government to make this really rewarding for all the people of Tasmania.
0: And Mark Tolcaso's Colter United women's team are going to be uh, making the trip down as well. Uh, Affiliated Club of Western United, of course. Uh, How excited are you you to see them in action at at Utah Stadium?
2: Uh, It's super, you know when we went into this venture with Calder, we had a dream and that, that dream is going to come into reality. And it's about giving girls of the Western exposure, and you know, and giving them those opportunities is something that, you know, we can only dream of. So um, that's another step. And, you know, as we all know, next season, we'll also have our WA League women's team in action. And this is a good opportunity for some of those um, girls to put their foot forward to be into that squad as well. So, um, I'm super excited, and anytime we give um, our young female athletes an opportunity to be on the big stage is only a good thing.
3: I've, I think the the great thing about Tassie is it really, you know, it's um, as it says on the label, it's the festival of football. You know, obviously the the two A-League men' games sort of headline uh, that week or weekend, but. You know, we really are including uh, all areas of football. We mentioned Calder United, and you mentioned some of the work that's going on to help uh, Tassie sort of prepare for uh, when or if hopefully they get their own franchise. We've seen already five um, youth players from uh, South Hobart uh, come across and, and take part in a week's training. Uh, and a match as well uh, with the academy. Um, so again, how how important is that to keep growing those connections at at the academy level uh, as well as the that elite level?
2: It's super important, and that's why we do these things. And you know that's why the Tasmanian government gets involved. That's why the Football Tasmania gets involved, because you know creating opportunities for young Tasmanians to come and trial with us not only gives them an op- a great opportunity, great experience. But it also gives us an opportunity to, you know, work with some new talent that you know hasn't been on our doorstep. So I love those opportunities, and that's why we do the things we do. And you know, we, we want to give all the kids in the west an opportunity. But if we can extend it to our, our family and friends in Tassie, that's that's something that is equally as important for us. How
0: important? How important has David Clarkson been in this in this equation? And we knew he was he was involved in the kind of Tasmania um, uh, part of the. Uh, process and, and trying to get some, some pathway set up?
2: Oh, look, I'd like to say he hasn't done anything because it's yeah. his birthday. But no, um, yeah, happy birthday to David if he's listening as well. But um, no, David's integral, not only the stuff he's doing in Tasmania, but all, all the stuff he's doing in our community. David has a rich history in football in Victoria and Tasmania. And what happens with that is he, he's, he's got an ability to engage with the community and help us build something really special not just for today, but for the future, and that's what's really important. so um, I think the work that David's doing you know you can see a little bit of it now, but a lot of it will be seen in the future when we start to see some of these you know young kids coming through and the community and you know our fan base increasing
0: and the MPL seasons not far away, of course, so Coulter United will be playing, but also uh, the youth, the MPL three side who are gearing up for it. they had a friendly win over the football empowerment uh, development squad. Uh, on the weekend, uh, are you uh, optimistic about this season's promotion chances? We know that the side was so so close to something special before the season was unfortunately cancelled due to, to due to the COVID lockdown.
2: Yeah, no, I'm very optimistic for both our Calder, NPL uh, team and our um, the NPL three sides. Uh, Anthony Frost and Mark DeCasso doing a fantastic job, you know, leading their coaches and their players. Um, but I'm also very optimistic. That we're going to unearth some more talented players for both our A-League men's and women's team, and that's that's critical. So promotion is not the only thing, but it's also um, a platform for us to continue to develop elite talent. So I'm really excited, and I was out there on the weekend when the uh, boys took on the Football Empowerment Squad, and what a day it was! What an opportunity for both sides. And there was some elite talent on both teams, and just uh, such an exciting opportunity. Something that we, you know, we want to continue to do. Going forward, is working with both our young kids and obviously the um, football empowerment community as well.
3: Really, is looking like a, an exciting next few months for the club. You know, sitting top of the table is uh, is never a bad thing. Um, heading to Tassie, Ballarat is in less than a month. MPL seasons are, are starting up. So, uh, I guess from your point of view, leading this club, how how important, how inspiring is the work that's already been done? And how does that uh, sort of motivate everyone at all levels of the club to, to keep pushing forward uh, and keep achieving great things, you know, not only in the next few months and uh, until the, the end of, of the 21-22 season, but, you know, going forward in the months and years ahead as well?
2: No, it's a, it's super exciting. And, and look, I'm, I'm very proud. And, you know, the stuff that we're achieving both on and off the field is due to the hard work of all our staff and all our, Weston and I, the United family, um, but I'm super excited what's what's to come. And you know, I know we're top of the league. It's a long season, but you got to remember where we're coming from too. You know, we came from a long way back, and you know, the culture and the foundations that are being set under John Aloysia and the team is is something that not only will be um, fruitful for this season, but seasons to come.
0: Well, we know you've got to make kickoff there, Chris, so we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for making the time. Uh, enjoy the game tonight and enjoy the game coming up this weekend for Western United playing against Western Sydney Wanderers on Saturday afternoon.
2: Uh, yeah, thanks. Very important and um, it's an important game this week and we're obviously away next week against Sydney FC, but then we'll have a couple of home games um, to come after that, which will be very important for us. So really important period for us um, on the field over the next couple of weeks. And hopefully, we solidify the good start we've made in the season.
0: Well, top of the table, you're doing something right.
2: (laughs) Thanks, guys, and thanks for all the support.
0: Chris Pelavanis joining us here on the green room. We're going to take another quick break, and on the other side, a couple of young starlets joining us to talk about uh, their first team experience and exposure. Uh, during that exciting game against MacArthur, two-all draw, but Nick Milanovic scoring his first goal for the club, Jerry Skatadas playing an integral role in that goal as well. Those two great mates and teammates will be joining us on the other side of this break. Simmons. It's The Green Room on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Green Room here on FNR Football Nation Radio, the official Western United Club show presented, as always, by Simmons Holmes, the great Australian builder. I'm Josh Parrish. I'm here with Nick Hughes, and we've got a couple of special guests joining us, Nick.
3: Absolutely, we do. Uh, a big game last night uh, and a big opportunity for... Some of the younger lads in the team, uh, in particular one uh, joining us right now, had a a night to remember, I'm sure. Uh, We've got uh, Nick Milanovic and Jerry Skatatatis. Welcome to the green room, guys. Thanks,
4: guys. How are you?
3: Well, you've come as a package deal. Uh,
0: You both played last night. I'll ask you each in turn, who had the better game? I think we both
4: played good. We both had a good performance.
0: very diplomatic. (laughs) As soon as as we started recording, all the... the banter went out the window, and they're consummate <laughs> professionals. Always team first. That's
3: the the media training in Western United. We um, <laughs> we do our job.
0: <laughs> so it was your first goal for the club, uh, Milo. Take us through it. What do you remember from the the passage of play? How did it feel when you stuck it in the back of the net? It
4: was. No, I was actually really surreal. Like, it was a really good feeling because, like, it's all you. It's because you come off the bench so many times, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to score. I'm going to score," and just. You like don't get the chance in, that, in those mirrors, So when I was starting, I was like, "Oh, okay, like I can actually get one today." And luckily, it was just it was a really good play, and Benny put it on a platter. If I missed that, it would have been spewing.
3: <laughs> I know uh, around the around the training ground and stuff, you're a, you're a big fan of the Sioux. So I was uh, I was yeah, I was expecting yeah. it to come out, but uh, but it didn't. Was, it, was that was yeah, just we, adrenaline we, or?
4: Yeah, no, nah, we made an agreement. Uh, with the boys that only comes out if it's if it's a if it's a bomb uh-huh. <laughs> if it's a bomb or a bicycle or a back heel or something crazy then they'll come out
3: uh, I like it. I look forward to it then
0: when did you know you were starting take us through the the process when did um, the, the coach tell you you're in
4: well we had our game yeah we had our game and we knew that like the game was three days later so we like oh we might actually have a sniff like with getting in the lineup so yeah we got to training and we're just yeah, we're just like a bit like oh, we're we going to start or we're not going to start, and then we've done patterns and we're in that we're in that starting lineup, and it was just it was, yeah, we're buzzing both of us.
0: Jerry, you've you've already made your breakthrough into the first team earlier along the line. Uh, were you uh, ribbing some of your younger teammates a little bit, saying uh,
1: what about your catch up?
2: No,
1: I'm not like that. I'm a nice guy, I don't That was good. Even like Chrissy got his starting debut. Um, yeah, so it was good. For most of us. It's nice. So, what's the difference
0: in in quality and in, I guess, atmosphere and pressure like when you're actually in a first team game versus playing with the MPL lads or playing in training?
1: I would say it's hard because different players, you know, like they're different things. I think just the main thing is just to stay calm and play your own game. That's the thing I'll say.
0: What about your first few touches, Milo? When you're on the pitch, Are you, were you nervous at all, or does it go straight back to, to instinct oh, yeah, as soon as, as possible?
4: My, my first my first touch went straight out. And I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was yeah, I was a bit head lost. I was like, oh no, like don't start like that. And then just played a bit safe, got into the game, and yeah, and then then it started
3: coming. there yeah, So for for both of you uh, coming into the midfield for the match. Um, obviously Nick um, coming in primarily in the, the Diamante position I can imagine they're pretty big shoes to fill and and Jerry for yourself more of the, the Neil Kilkenny role who I think I'm correct in saying hadn't missed a minute uh, of the season prior to that um, so I guess both of you um, uh, and answer each how how was that in, in terms of filling those shoes and, and stepping into the lineup in, in in the places of those guys
4: yeah well everyone knows his quality so it was, it was um, big shoes to fill but nah he he spoke to me as well before the game told me just like like you play on the second team in training where there's no pressure and you and you, you just play a game just do the same thing be calm confident attack get in the box like don't overcomplicate things and so yeah he said to me he's like you do all that you score so then half-time he comes to me and he's like, I, I, I told you. I told you <laughs> But yeah, he it was, it was, it was buzzing for me, which was really good. Easy for him to say. But
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. And Jerry? Well, for me, Kenny's probably been the best midfielder in the league for probably a while now. So yeah, I look up to him at training every day, learn things from him. So it was, yeah, I've tried to base my game around him. But yeah, it's good to look up to him.
0: So let's rewind a little bit in your careers. How did you make the journey to Western United and, and where did your, your football journey start? I'll start with you, Milo. Um,
4: well, I started uh, at a Croatian club in Sydney called City United. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were, yeah, MPL team. And I uh, spent a lot of time there when I was younger. Just, it was just a family thing. Like My, my dad played there, like cousins played there, maids played there. So like just a Croatian background, Croatian club sort of thing. So, yeah, I played there. Then I um headed off to, to Western Sydney um Wanderers from the first year they came out and I think I was there for yeah till I come here so a good five years, six years. And I was always, yeah, I was always like yeah, the 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 smallest player. I was never big, always got pushed around. So then I started hitting a bit of growth spurts and like you could see your your game develops when you grow. So yeah, then then I moved here. And ever since then, yeah, it's been it's been good. Enjoyed it.
0: And, Jerry, what about your kind of football upbringing? Did you cross paths, you two, at the Western
4: Sydney Wanderers? Um, um, I don't think so. He played with my brother. Yeah, I played with his younger brother. Yeah. So you yeah. just missed so each was, other?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So I was at Southern Sharks NPO in Sydney. Then I went to Wanderers for, I think, a couple of years. Then I went to Sydney FC for a couple of years. And then with Preston.
0: So when did the call come for you to, to come down to, to Western
1: United? Uh, mine was, I think, first year, just before the season started. So to October, early October, I think, 2019. And, and who from the club gets in touch with you? Um, I don't know who.
4: You think. Um, yeah, just... I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, Reichakar rather.
0: Right yeah. Disembodied voice and a burner phone. Your mission, should you choose to
4: accept it. I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the boss, the yeah. old boss,
3: Rudin. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty the sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you, you guys have become um, very good mates now. Did that? Has that mainly come from your uh, your time at Western United, or? And we mentioned it before. Was there any part where you sort of crossed paths and were aware of each other uh prior nah, to, to we, both of you coming in?
4: No, nah, we met when I moved here. Because yeah. I was obviously here after him, so yeah, moved here and and yeah, we um we had the hub in Sydney
1: mm-hmm.
4: and I was still getting to know the boys sort of and, and then after after the hub we come back we moved in together. So then ever since then we we've yeah.
0: <laughs> That yeah. hub has been talked about by some of the other players. as a pretty important kind of bonding experience for the squad. Yeah, it
1: is. Yeah, it was good. Yeah.
0: It was a good experience for all of us. Yeah. What was the day-to-day like? It sounds like it was a bit like a school camp or something.
1: <laughs> so the first the first two weeks, you weren't you were there. No. The first two weeks, we were in somewhere, Blacktown or somewhere in Sydney. And we couldn't leave our rooms, just in our rooms for the first four days. Day. Yeah, 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 I was there. Yeah. First four days, just in our rooms. We did sessions in our rooms. Yeah, police around the whole Me. hotel. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next, we did that for two weeks. We we're training still, like just training back to the hotel. And then we came to Kuji for like the next four or five weeks. Had the rest of our games, and yeah, it was good. Better day.
3: What. You're you're back there now. Is that's right at the the same place? Yeah, It was, yeah, it was, yeah, is, yeah. It, it was like home. Yeah. yeah. Does it is it a bit of a um, yeah sort of reminiscing of of, of that time.
4: Yeah. All, yeah. All, all week the boys have been like buzzing for it because like go back to old like coffee spots and yeah. and like due, like the the smoothie place down the road. Like everyone's buzzing for it.
3: That's, that's fantastic.
4: <laughs> so often when we get young players
0: on that people might not be as familiar with from watching the A League. Uh, we try and get them to ex- like describe their own game and what they're good at. But given there's two of you here and no one likes talking about themselves and being themselves up, I think oh. I'll get you to explain each other's games and, uh, and what you, each of you bring to the team. So first I'll start All with right. you, Milo. What's Jerry like on the pitch?
4: Um, Jerry, Jerry I, I feel safe when I play with Jerry behind me because he's, he's a good ball winner. He wins the ball. He doesn't back out of challenges. So it's, it's, you can trust if you get beaten that he'll be there. Um, is as you saw last, um, yeah, yesterday. He's, he's calm on the ball, doesn't panic, which is good. So, yeah, you can you can trust him behind you. I think that's where his his game is. He's, he's
1: good defensively and he's calm on the ball. Jerry, um, I'd say he's got a bum of a left foot. By the way, <laughs> it? Yeah, it Good, <laughs> good in the half spaces. Good left foot. Good shot. Goes forward, always wants to get in the box. That's probably the way he scored last night as well, because he always wants to get in the box. He sees run, he ran, sprinted past the defender and got there first. Yeah.
0: Seems to be some complementary attributes between the two of you. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we played together a bit in the MPL element, so <laughs> we know how to play together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that MPL3 squad has, has come together you know, very quickly over the last season. Obviously, you guys are in and out with your first team uh, duties and being on the bench and in those match day squads. So you won't have played the entire season in MPL3, but uh, it seemed to knit together quite quickly and almost on the verge of promotion before the, the season got cancelled.
4: Yeah, it was, it was unfortunate, actually, because, we yeah, that team was really going well. Like they we were bonding even when we weren't playing, so they were going well. Like, they were, they were a really good side. I think they could have really pushed it for
0: promotion. What do you put that down to? Because, you know, we've heard from people like Steve Hall about that it was kind of a last-minute thing to get all the players ready uh, to, to go and, and, you know, they didn't have much time together in pre-season. So, so why did that squad hit off? Was it just due to, you know, happen to have a, a bunch of talented young players in it or was there, were there other factors?
4: I think um, a large part of it was um, their coach, Mazza. He brought a lot of the boys together. He was fun to be around. All us A-League boys loved him. He, um, yeah, he brought a good vibe around, and all the boys obviously liked him. And, yeah, he put a really good squad together. They all gelled. And you can see they're always still hanging out with each other today. Like, they're, they're all good,
3: good mates. So it's it's easier when you're all mates. You know what I mean? Have you been able to keep an eye on uh, any of the MPL guys uh, currently going into this season? Obviously, the, I think the season's, what, a month and a half away or so. Have you been able to catch anything? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit harder to watch them because now we're at Essendon and they're mm.
1: still in Carolyn's so yeah, we seen last year, like, Bozanowski, he came from there. He's got scholarship you now, so he's doing well. So, yeah, it's good to see it, the boys come up. Yeah. Does it help when
0: you're making that jump to the first team that you've got a few boys alongside you that you know really well, that you've got p- sort of a pre-existing playing relationship with?
4: Yeah, well, like, yeah, for them it would be because, like, like, I come in, I, I didn't really know anyone other than, mm. like, uh, Tommy Ushcock was the only one I really knew. So, like, well, from for, back like, to Sydney London. United, was that, or just yeah. from the Croatian community? Yeah, 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 Sydney United. So, like, now Bozer and Ben Collins and Adisu they've all come up. They've already played with me, Jerry, like they know a few of the boys, so it was a bit easier for them, like to, to fit in sort of, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I've been looking at some of the social content that Western United have done, and uh, there is a FIFA match on YouTube featuring both of you. Have you had a chance for a rematch? <laughs> oh,
1: <yes. laughs> two, two, two nights ago? Yesterday. You no, know, the, the day before. Yeah. I beat him 1-0. But I should have... Nah, I'm saying... Nah. On, if, if
4: I, <laughs> Uh, if I'm completely honest, we can we can ask Ben Garuccio, yeah. we can ask Dylan Pieris. I should have won that game. It was the most rigged thing. Missed every chance on goal and just couldn't score and he scored his only shot.
3: Was it Western uh, United uh, versus Western United again? Yeah. No, nah, Jerry's, Jerry's good at FIFA. I was
1: who was on. I? Was I was Chelsea. I was Liverpool. And he yeah, was Chelsea.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so what I'm hearing is we need um we need a decider then if it's one all. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm going to play tonight. We'll see how it (laughs) goes. You'll you'll
3: have to let us know. (laughs) Do you have Premier
0: League
4: or uh, European club allegiances? Um, Oh Well, I'm a Chelsea fan and he's a Man U fan. So, yeah, we haven't played with those teams
3: yet.
0: I think I think Nick Hughes here was hoping for Liverpool as one of those responses.
3: But we'll, we'll, we'll let that That's slide, right. I suppose. We, we can accept it. Um, one, of, one of the other uh, social bits, one of the more recent ones, was, of course, you guys did the Genius uh, Friendship. Uh, get, how well do you know your friend challenge? i um, sure that plenty of the, the Western United fans watching have seen it. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, obviously, you, you talked about, Koji, and, um, and how great that's been for you, um, Milo. I hope uh, I hope you haven't seen any rats crawling around.
4: Uh, actually, oh god, I hey hate rats. I don't like them. Yeah, one popped up once on us. me yeah.
3: and Jerry, and it wasn't was, a, it was nice. Oh really? Oh, so so you experienced it firsthand, Jerry? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was
4: I was on the I was on the kitchen table. A second.
0: Yeah. Housewife in a 50s sitcom style. <laughs> Were you screaming or yeah. just 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 keeping your distance? No, I just I just
3: uh, I just <laughs> don't like. I don't like. Are you are, are you the type to to step in, Jerry? Are you the the um, pest control <laughs> of the of the group? Nah, or?
1: he just scared yeah, as me. Nah, I don't do I don't do bugs. I don't do anything crawly. Oh, <laughs> by the
4: way, yeah, um, uh, oh, yeah, in so. Campbelltown yesterday, after was a dinner. Yeah, yeah. After dinner, there was a huntsman above the doorway going in. So. Everyone was like, oh, like I was alright around. A few boys, but Jerry was already <laughs>
3: gone. Is there, a, is there an exterminator in the team? Is there someone that steps up and, um, you know, squashes uh, actually, them?
4: you know what? Lock, Lockie Wales, you know Lockie Wales very well. Lockie Wales was throwing the power rate caps at and <laughs> so it would drop. <laughs>
3: that's <laughs> no that's, way to get rid of spider. a spider. It's classic Lockie. <laughs> uh, well, it's the surprised. glass
0: jar. And the piece of paper, yep. just fling it outside. Oh, well, I grew up on I had to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we like to delve into this show about your personalities off the pitch, uh, and you know your interests, your music taste, ex- extracurricular activities. Uh, what kind of hobbies and stuff do you get up to when you're not playing? Obviously, it's hard at the moment to get out and about with the COVID situation and everything. But uh, what, what do you usually get up to off the pitch?
4: Okay. We both love a bit of PlayStation to be honest We, we, play, In Paney. we play with Painty yeah. We play with Christian Theo, Dill, Ben Like a bit of COD, a bit of FIFA, a bit of everything Because yeah, we we've got so much spare time after training So we're like, oh, we may as well yeah. play some PlayStation all together And a bit of everything, yeah Who's, PlayStation mostly, mostly Who's got the biggest future as
0: an esports player, do you think? Who's who's the, the gun?
4: Uh, I, I don't like
0: him, him compliments,
4: True. but Jerry. For FIFA, yeah. For FIFA, Jerry. <laughs> I, well, I call her Judy and Maybe oh, yeah. okay you. Chrissy, Christian Theo's good, Cod. I'm not bad. Pain, actually, you know, everyone
1: is everyone, really good, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I not play James. that much. <laughs>
3: yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to set up some sort of tournament or something at... Uh, at one point. Would you both yeah. rank yourself? Uh, obviously, Molly, like you said, Jerry's up there for FIFA. Would you both rank yourselves among the others as uh, two of the biggest hitters? Um, yeah, I'd say me and Jerry are top two. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to put it to the test I, I tell you
0: what, we've actually done a little bit of uh, a, like a FIFA tournament with, with players before we're, we're during the COVID lockdown in, in Melbourne when the MPL Victoria season got suspended we organised the MPL Victoria um, in 2020 a, a FIFA tournament, so uh, we'll have to do a rematch and we'll, we'll commentate it for you and then uh, we'll see who emerges as a true We're champion. West
4: United. West United one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. When the when the pressure's really on, who who comes up with the goods? So back to the first team. I mean obviously you guys had a fantastic game the other night against uh, against MacArthur with you know some of the younger boys cracking the team, but disappointing to to cough up the two goal advantage at the end of the match. What was the, the message coming out of that one?
4: Um, at full time. Yeah. Um, it was the boss is always positive. Uh, he was just telling us like we keep your head high. It was it was just it was just a mistake. We we'll, mm. we we'll turned it up and it was just one one mistake. Everyone makes mistakes, and yeah, they they just clawed back into it. You could see they were coming after that first goal. So yeah, just like draw together, lose together, basically.
0: And you know you still go top of the table with the points, so it's not not the end of the world, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You'll take it. Um, but the success that the, the club has built this season has been built on that, that solid back line. Do you think you're starting to, to gel up front a little bit with injections of, of youth here and there and uh, starting to score a few more goals?
1: Yeah, I'll say so. Like, yesterday was the game we scored in two goals and then the other game scored one. So more games, I think a couple more games and so we then we'll gel more with each other. So it should be good.
0: And you're coming up against uh, the Western Sydney Wanderers in your next match and, and your old coach in Mark Rudan, who's just been announced there, is that going to be an interesting one facing him on the, on the sideline or do you just not think about that during games?
4: Yeah, it will. No, it will, it will be. It's going to be interesting what he does because yeah. like, like, obviously you know, they're there.
0: You know, he knows most of us anyway.
4: Yeah, he knows how we play. Like he knows our, our strengths and weaknesses as players.
0: So and you know how he coaches as well. So it's yeah. it's going to be a very familiar affair. Yeah. See uh, who comes out on top in the in the tactical battle.
3: We've, yeah. Uh, yeah. We we often see that that sort of new coach turnaround in the immediate aftermath when when a new coach starts. Obviously, the Wanderers have um, probably had a, a less than ideal start um, by by their standards. Are you guys um, you know looking at this as a as a big game and? Uh, obviously, taking them seriously as as you would any game, but um, yeah, how I guess how seriously are you taking them based on the the form uh, form that they've had to start the season, and then you know this this new managerial change.
1: I think um, when a new coach comes in, as well, most of the, all the players want to prove something, try and get the wins for the fans, and especially get the trust of the coach. So I think it'll be a good battle for both teams that weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean. You then also like not a side based on paper that you'd think would be at the bottom of the table as well. Like they've got yeah. some quality in that team, so you just expect to respond. You can't take a team like that lightly, of course.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, and so. How long is this away trip for you guys? When you, where's your next home game? I know that victory match has been postponed due to the uh, uh, the FFA Cup final, uh, but away to Sydney FC and then at home again against the Western Sydney Wanderers. So you'll have plenty of time to get familiar with them. Um, yeah. Are you looking forward to coming back to Melbourne? Or are you enjoying at the moment hanging out at your uh, your former um, we, hub spot? Yeah. We're
4: both from Sydney. Yeah, so. we're both we both buzzing with you, but most of the boys didn't like like we yeah we didn't want to didn't want to come, but. Um, as soon as I like knew we'd come to Sydney for a few days, it was buzzing. We both were. Yeah. Have you had
0: a chance to catch up with anybody? Or?
4: Uh, well, yeah, I, I had. Um, we both, yeah, I had my family at the game. I'm sure Jerry did too. Yeah. So, yeah, we saw him after the game, which was good. And um, hopefully, see him maybe one, one or two more times before we leave. Well,
0: it must have been extra special to to score your first goal in front of your family in Sydney as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was yeah, special.
0: What did your folks say to you after the game?
4: Um, my, my old man gave me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, nah, like I had, I had, like my mum was buzzing. I had a few of my cousins there. My, my, um, both my grandmas were there as well. So it was just, yeah, it was good to see everyone there cheering on. I only, can only imagine what they were what they were like when I scored. A <laughs> Bit of a crazy bunch. So, I mean, there's the classic kind of football dad who's always
0: uh, telling you what you did wrong instead of, uh... Yeah, well, yeah,
4: I thought, I, yeah, well, um... Yeah, I've scored my first ever goal. And, and I think the first thing you said to me was, yeah, what about the one after you put in the next <laughs> thing? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so. Hey, it's on, on your weaker foot. Oh, uh, no, nah, that's that's yeah. I, I've got to do better there. <laughs> so,
3: yeah.
4: so have your family's uh, been a
0: big influence on, on both of you football-wise? Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, definitely.
0: Any, any stories that come to mind from your, from your childhoods and so forth with your uh, your folks either coaching you or taking you to games and things, anything that comes to mind?
1: Oh. I, would, uh, I would say what I want. Say I would have, like, a decent game when I was
4: younger.
1: Hard, my hard parents, felt, you always think it's like my parents would always be the dad. But my, my mom used to always be um, the more the book, or yeah. harder, harsh one. I'd come out of this um,
4: change room and be like, "Oh, we yeah, play good today." I go up to my dad, "Good game, good game, good game." I go to my mum, just the uh, nod, like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, not good enough. Yeah, that was similar to me. Like I'd, I'd go have a game, like say when I was younger at United, and and I'd I like I think I'd play okay. Like I knew I didn't play the best, and I'm like, "Oh no," I was dreading dreading getting in the car with that, and I'm. Um, uh, I'd always sit in the back seat when I knew I'd never a good one, <laughs> and um, yeah, just typical, typical Croatian dad. Yeah, um, no, he always, he always looked after me. He always, he's done, yeah, he's done everything till this day for me. So, yeah.
0: And last one from me: um, What are your personal goals for for the rest of the season? Uh, going as you have done, what, what do you want to achieve by the end of the
4: campaign on an individual level? Um, well, for me, it's obviously. But more, more minutes. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the key goal. More minutes is more more development, and yeah, hopefully a few more goals in there somewhere would be
1: nice. Well, you're off to a good start. What about you, Jerry? I'll say the same. Just more minutes under the belt, and as a team, I, I think we should. I want to. We want to yeah, win it. We want to win it. Do. I think we can win it with this yeah. team, and yes. and that's that's the goal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, top that's of the table. You're on your way. And uh, always great to see some of the youngsters coming through and making an impact on the first team. Congratulations to both of you. Uh, I mean, I guess commiserations on the draw, but, you know, you were both substituted at that point, so that's not your problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Uh, enjoy being in a familiar environment with your family, and uh, we look forward to seeing you playing back down in Melbourne. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Thanks, guys.
0: We'll take a break here on the Green Room on FNR Football Nation Radio, presented by Simmons, the great Australian builder, and we'll be back with more on the other side of this break.
1: Western United, can they find something here? Big chance for Russia. He's done it again! And it's a
2: goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Perez, his first touch of the game... And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped the keeper!
0: Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR Football Nation Radio. Yes, the great Australian builders. Simmons Homes making this show possible each and every week. We thank them for their ongoing support. You can see them in the front of those glorious jerseys we've got in the background. Which is your favourite, Nick Hughes?
3: I mean... I, I love the away one, but you know the, the home colours are the, the club colours, so Can't I think it's it. yeah it's it's hard to go past. And, and I do love the that's fade down towards the uh, the, mm. the bottom of the shirt. It was interesting last night um, the uh, with the white shorts because of the um, kit you know, Yeah, the, you have to have different coloured shorts for the um, assistant yep. referees to be able to see across the line. So we're wearing the home kit uh shorts uh, shirt and socks but the away shorts which did, is did a bit that of look an interesting work for you? look was it uh a I bit mean, unconventional it it was a bit because the the away shorts have the that spray painted sort of pattern ah, on them okay. which didn't quite fit with the uh the home but i th- i think the uh, the boys made it look good
0: yeah they they rocked it um yeah i was i that didn't that detail escaped my attention <laughs> by the way didn't, didn't didn't twig to that but uh, I think it actually should be called a kit blend. They're supposed to clash, right? You know, it's supposed to contrast. Yes. I don't know why we call it a kit clash. Anyway, topic for another day. (laughs) Uh, Back for the final time here tonight. It's been a pleasure to chat to CEO Chris Pelivanis and Young Guns Nick Milanovic and Jerry Skatadas about their experiences in the first team. They are absolutely buzzing, Mm. not only to be playing first team football, but to be doing so in front of their families in Sydney. I mean, that's a bit special.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You could, um, I think, particularly with Nick uh, of course bagging his first goal you could tell and you know, just on his face when we asked him about it and even Jerry you know he gave the the very unassuming look uh n- over his shoulder and mm. was uh, was waiting for uh for, for what he was going to say and we, which is great i mean and like chris said as well you can um you can really feel a, a fantastic culture uh mm. at the club and within the the playing squad um you know certainly whenever i'm out there you can just see the guys, you know, bantering about, and and I think what's particularly fantastic is the way that the 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 new signings and so the young guys that are taking that step up is they just fit in seamlessly, and uh, everyone seems to be pulling in the one direction, and it's uh, it, mm. it's exciting, you know. We're I guess the with a, a shortish sort of season compared to to most other professional uh, football divisions around the world, we, we are almost halfway through. And uh, it's it's been a great great first half, or great nearly first half. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to to more.
0: Yeah, and uh, facing the Western Sydney Wanderers on Saturday, five oh five pm Eastern kickoff time. Uh, that one's away from home. Uh, the club not playing back. At home until the 20th of February. So uh, there's another game against Sydney. Against FC the Wanderers in, in there. And then Wanderers, <laughs> the return game. So Western Sydney are in action as we speak. Uh, it's currently 0 0 against Perth Glory. Uh, Mark Rodan, the former boss of Western United, of course, in the dugout there. So that's going to be an interesting uh, reunion to say the least. Mm. And. You know, I don't want to jinx it because we built up Daniel Sturridge <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his visit to uh, to Amy Park. Yeah. Um, we we really went great guns on the show and asked all the players about what it was going to be like to play against him. And then yeah, he didn't didn't poor, make an appearance for Benny
3: Garucho. Was excited, wasn't he? Yeah, he wanted to get his <laughs> shirt.
0: And then no dice. But we'll, we'll have Jack Rodwell uh, coming to uh, to face Western United uh, on Saturday. Uh, playing as the number ten, I note in this particular mm. fixture, uh, I wouldn't say that's his, his strongest position, but you know, uh, didn't get to see the Liverpool legend. We get to see an Everton legend. That's not not quite the same.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, if I think we're stretching the definition of <laughs> of legend uh, on Jack Rodwell, maybe he's a Man City legend, <laughs> not a or Sunderland, a Sunderland not legend. Sunderland legend, unfortunately, not, a, not at all. Didn't go well but, for him. Um, but no, it'll be an intriguing game. And and like I um like I asked um Nick and uh, and Jerry, you know, you look at the Wanderers in eleventh uh, or tenth now because they're you know, the live te- ladder, yeah. te- technically uh, gaining a point at the moment. Um, you know, the, you look at their squad on paper and it certainly isn't the 10th or 11th mm. best uh, squad in the league. Uh, you mentioned Jack Rodwell. He, he's obviously a, a big name, um, although we talk about gaining a point. I believe the Wanderers might have just scored. Ooh, live goal updates here <laughs> on uh, yeah, um, Saturday. But yeah, I, you, you look at the squad, you know, you Jigarkovic... Has played for the Socceroos uh, or not he's yet?
0: Never debuted, never. and wow. that to me that's is crazy. a stunning one. That is why I think he's one of the best midfielders in the competition. Agreed. And be closing him down and not letting him dictate the pace of the game—that's going to be crucial on Saturday.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's—I've I've always been a massive fan of his. Um, Troisi's obviously certainly a Socceroo. Yep, scored um, a winner in an
0: Asian Cup final. So yeah, for sure. Said
3: um, you know, Dimi Petrados, Terry Antonis have, have done great things in this league, not playing heaps at the moment, mm. both on the bench tonight. But it's a very strong squad. And uh, again, we, we mentioned that that little turnaround that uh, mm. a, cl- a team will often have with a new coach and, you know, we'll be expecting the Wanderers to, to come out firing. But the form that Western United are in, they, um, they shouldn't be... Uh, fearful of, of of any other team in the league,
0: absolutely not. And uh, you talk about the big names in the Wanderers squad, but I think Western United has the cohesion and the identity yep. as a team that uh, Western Sydney Wanderers haven't found so far this campaign. And maybe uh, new manager bounce will play a part, but I'm thinking a win here is is probably the the odds-on prediction. You you going to give me a score prediction for Saturday?
3: Score prediction. Wow. Um,
0: Just sprung that on you.
3: Well, I mean, 1-0 has been the theme. Yes. Every win has been 1-0. Love's a clean Um, sheet does this Western
0: United outfit.
3: Of course. Last night was... um, Excuse me. Last night was... A little bit more open. First league match where we've scored multiple goals. Uh, Obviously scored two against Newcastle in the the FFA Cup playoff, which just feels like absolutely (laughs) ages ago. Years ago now. Um, But... I'm. I'll say. I'll say two nil. Two nil.
0: Two nil. I'm. I'm going to go for the theme. I'm going to say one nil to Western United. Yeah. You, just, you. You could be right. I don't think it's going to be easy this one, but I think they've got just enough quality to squeak past a side that's still finding their feet, uh, this season, almost the halfway mark. So, it's not going to be easy, but uh, that's that's my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, Hizzy, it's been a a pleasure to have your company on this show this week. If you missed any of today's show, it'll be available on the FNR Football Nation Radio podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. Everywhere. It'll be up very shortly. So if you want to hear from Milo and Jerry or Chris Pelavanis about the exciting things happening at the club, make sure you check it out on the podcast. But from us, it is goodbye for now. And we'll talk to you again next week.
1: Western United, lines the year. Big chance, Barisha! he's done it again. And it's a goal,
2: unbelievable, what about this, Dylan Perez, his first touch of the game. Sanchez, Western United do claim the three points. And Diamante again, oh he's done it, twice, he's chipped a keeper.
0: Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio.